Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's Fibber McGee and Molly. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. If you were to take a parachute jump, you'd make certain that the parachute was in good operating condition, wouldn't you? Well, suppose you take a ride in the family bus. Are you certain your car is in good operating condition? The National Safety Council says a traffic accident could do you as much harm as falling with an unopened parachute. Just remember that the best car in the world is no safer than its weakest part. Don't allow your car to be in an unsafe condition. Make sure you can see by keeping all glass clear and clean and the headlights in order. Make sure you can steer by having the steering assembly, wheel alignment, and tires checked regularly. Make sure you can stop by keeping the brakes equalized and tight. Every driver should remember that his car can become a deadly weapon, as deadly as any gun. So don't take chances. Make sure you will be able to see, steer, and stop safely. Be aware of that person in the seat beside you. Maybe your child or your wife. His or her life may depend on how well you can control your car. Oh, McGee, where are you? In the living room, Molly. What you want? I just wanted to tell you I'm going next door to use Sally Nelson's new washing machine. When the men come for hours, show them where it is, will you? Huh? What men? The men are coming to fix it. I phoned them this morning. Fix our washing machine? Boy, I just fixed it yesterday. Yes, you fixed it, all right. I filled it with clothes, soap and water, turned it on, and nothing happened. I even said a little prayer, but nothing happened. Did you give it three or four hard kicks in the flywheel, and then slam the lid? No, no, I must confess I didn't think of that. Well, no wonder. It's very simple when you do it right, Molly. Come on out here, and I'll show you. It's just a matter of electronics. Yes, and you'll probably get us both electronicuted, too. Don't you worry. I know this old washing machine backwards. That's how it works, all right, backwards. The clothes come out dirtier than when they went in. <laughs> oh, now that, my dear, is a mechanical impossibility. So's this washing machine, but it's all we've got. Well, let me check in a minute. Yep, plugged in okay. Now I'll turn on the switch, kick it in the flywheel, and slam the lid. There. See? What did I tell you? Simple enough, ain't it? Well, I... Look out, here comes the laundry. Turn it off. Pull the plug. Never mind, I got it. Phew. Gosh. I didn't know it was loaded. I hope you realize now that it takes a professional to fix this frustrated concrete mixer. And I only hope he can do it. (laughs) I can fix it. I still say I can fix it. I'll tell you what you can do. You can drain the water out and get the rest of the laundry out for me. No sooner said than did. I wish you hadn't called the washing machine shop to do something I can do myself. My gosh, I know this sloppy old jalopy like the back of my hand. Yes, if I had a dollar for every time you've tinkered with it, I could buy us a new one. I've kept it going, though, haven't I? Yes, yes. I'll admit you've done some amazing things with this old washer. You fixed it so it would tie knots in the sheets. (laughs) Chew buttons off your shirts. 
Make lace curtains out of chin curtains. Hey, you remember the time the hose burst and liked to drown in Uncle Dennis? <laughs> <laughs> the poor dear. I often think that must have been what made him swear off. Huh? Water, I mean. Oh. Yeah, all drained. Oh, blows are all out of it. Now I'll get my tools and locate the difficulty here, because when I start to fix a thing, I guarantee... That... McGee, house. Come right in. Yeah, prop this door open, Marty. Okay, Louie. I got it. Oh, heck, now I could have done it, Molly. This the washer won't work? Hey. Marty, I want you to get a load of this. Hmm. I never seen this kind before. It's an orphan brand. Old Faithful. Went out of business when the war started. World War II. Remember? Are you kidding? I was six years old. Worth fixing? You're darn tootin' it's worth fixing, bud. I fixed that thing myself a dozens of times. Only this time, my wife called you guys first. We gotta take it down to the shop. Can't do nothing here. Grab that side, Marty. Hey, now I can see underneath it. I know what's wrong. Which one of you guys has got a pair of pliers? McGee, they've got their hands full of washing machines. Uh, give it a good overhaul, man. Whatever it needs to get it running right. Yeah, but I know what's the matter now, I think. Oh, hold it a second, fellas. Watch it. it. Watch it going down the back steps, man. That's it. Go ahead. Easy, Marty. Watch it. I can just get this nut loose here. Uh, hold back on your end, Louie. Yeah, I got it. McGee, get your head out from under there. Lift up, Marty. Slide her on the truck. Lift up. That's got it. Well, Mrs. McGee, we'll get it back to you as soon as we can. Later on today, if no complications. Oh, good. That'll be... McGee, what are you doing up there on the truck? Yeah, just as I thought. The sprocket to the fabulator has got off-center, and if I had my monkey wrench, I could... Hey, have any of you guys got a monkey wrench? Down the shop we have. Good. Huh. McGee, where are you going? Down to the shop, wherever that is. Now, don't you worry. With my mechanical genius and their tools, I'll have this washer fixed up in no Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. A doctor speaks to Mrs. Brown. You're in perfect health, but there's no need for you to take laxatives three and four times a week. No need, doctor? None. Five New York doctors now have proved you can break the laxative habit and regain that wonderful feeling that goes with natural regularity. Eighty-three percent of the cases tested did it. So can you. I'd love to, doctor, but how? Stop taking whatever you take now. Instead, every night for one week, take two Carter's Little Liver Pills. Second week, one each night. Third week, one every other night. Then, nothing. Every day, drink plenty of liquids. Put yourself on schedule. But how can Carter's help break the laxative habit, Doctor? Because Carter's Little Liver Pills not only relieve irregularity, they also improve the flow of liver bile that is needed for natural regularity. When worry, overeating, overwork make you irregular temporarily... Take Carter's temporarily and don't get the laxative habit. Get Carter's Little Liver Pills, only 43 cents. Break your laxative habit. Restore your natural powers of regularity. Wheeler, right in the shop, Marty. That's it. <laughs> Wait till the boss sees what we brung in. The guy, I mean. Hey, Louie, what's that you got in the back of the truck? Hi, boss. It's an old faithful washer with owner to match. Oh, no, not another one of those. Yeah, one of them guys that won't give up. Well, those homegrown grease monkeys are worth a fortune to us, Louie. 
We better get him away from the machine before he wrecks it completely, I guess. Hey, why don't you guys hand me a monkey wrench and I'll have this baby running before you can say service charge. <laughs> Without even plugged in, he's going to have it running. I'll keep him occupied while you guys unload and get at it. Okay, we better give him the old switcheroo, huh? Now, uh, if you'll just hop down and come into my office a second, Mr. McGee, uh, uh... what? F. McGee. It was just a whim of my wife hauling the washer down here, but my wife, she's got a whim of iron. Ha, <laughs> ha! Whim of a... Yeah. Well, uh, come on in the office and tell me about it. Well, the trouble first started during the war, you see. Oh, that's so? Gee, I didn't know they were making that model during the Spanish-American War. Look, bud, we bought that clothes massager in 1938, and it run darn good, too, till about 44. Even then, all it needed was a little round washer, only they weren't making good washer washers then, and the only washer I could get was such a wishy-washy washer washer that the washer washed out in the first wet wash. Well, my wife kept wishing we could be washing with her washer, but the washer wouldn't wash our washing because the missing washer, see? So I finally wrote to Washington and said I wished a washer, and Washington referred me to a board. They had a special board set up for this? Nothing special. It was just a washboard. And that's what we had to use for the rest of the duration, and maybe that'll teach you not to make nasty cracks about our machine dating back to the Spanish-American War. No? Now, if you'll tell me where I can find a monkey wrench, I'll get at this job. Yeah, but my men are going to take care of it. Never mind. I'll find a wrench myself. Spanish-American. <laughs> I Spanish-American award him, all right. Hey, uh, you're Louie, ain't you? Uh, yeah. Where'd you put my washing machine? Is this it? Oh, no. It's over there in the corner. Ain't got to it yet. Well, take your time. There's tools over there on the bench, huh? I'll just make a couple of minor adjustments and have it fixed before you get your coveralls greasy. <laughs> Tell me where I can find a man named McGee around here. Oh, cut out the kidding, Molly. Why? Heavenly days, I didn't recognize you. Mm-hmm. Lying there with all that dirt on your clothes and that lube job on your face. You didn't have to come down to the shop. I, I got it fixed already. I just brought your lunch, that's all. Boy, now I know what time it is. I got a sudden rush appetite. What'd you bring? Some pot roll sandwiches. I'm hungry enough to eat them, too. Pot and all. Give me. Here you are. Did you say you actually fixed the washing machine and all by yourself? Mm-hmm. Well, good for you, if it works. You mind if I try it out? Oh, no. Plug it in over by the bench and turn the switch on the wall there. I don't like to be a doubter, dearie, but you know there have been times when you thought it was fixed, like the time you fixed it, so when I turned it on, it threw a paddle through the basement window. (laughs) How's that? Well, I'll have to admit it sounds okay. Betcha. Although we can't really tell how it'll work until... Gabriel Heater is doing in our washing machine. And that about winds up our good news for today. Hey, let me see what you did. Oh, I get it now. Till tomorrow. I won't have a talking washing machine, no matter how hard you work to fix it that way. Those soap operas coming up at you through the suds are not... <laughs> I didn't do anything, Molly. It was you. There's a little radio up there hooked to that extension cord, too. And when you plugged in the washer, you plugged in the radio. <laughs> hey, but static aside, don't the washer work well? Yes, what I heard of it sounded okay. And why does it sound okay? Because you're married to a mechanical genius. 
Give me a wrench and I can fix anything. I have to keep proving it to you, oh, but... Oh, there you are, Mr. McGee. Well, if you want to ride back to your house, the truck is ready to leave with your washer loaded on, all fixed up and working again. What you mean, bud? This is my machine here, and I fixed it all by myself. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but uh, that's just an old wreck we keep here for guys like you. What guys like who? All guys who start to fix their machines themselves and then walk in here with a basket full of parts and say, all this needs is a little tightening up. Huh? And then keep sticking their noses into the work so our mechanics can't get finished. Well, well, what you... For you guys, I put that machine in the corner so you can tinker to your heart's content while we get the job done. What? Well, of all of... Come, come on, genius. Let's go home. <laughs> Fibber and Molly will be right back. This is George Fenneman, and if you've got a moment, I'd like to tell you about a show I do with the one, the only, Groucho Marx. We have a lot of fun each week when Groucho talks to six people in search of a lot of money. Here's a sample of what goes on. I took this conversation off a recording of one of our past shows. Listen. Oh, you're sort of a cracker-barrel philosopher. More, more truth and poetry. Last week, it was a couple head of... A bunch of kids going to school, and one little kid said, I don't like your daddy. He says, why? He said, because he drinks. He said, how do you know? He said, we had him last year. <laughs> and who knows who'll get him next year? <laughs> your, your guess is good as mine. Well, that'll give you an idea of Groucho and his contestants on You Bet Your Life every week. If you haven't heard the show lately, tune us in. We're on NBC, of course. I think you'll enjoy it. You know, I got to thinking, Molly, a washing machine with a built-in radio is a pretty neat idea. Why stop there? Why not equip it with a widescreen? Which do you mean? Widescreen movies or widescreen television? Neither. Just a widescreen to stretch curtains on. Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Nestor Piva and Jack Moyles as the servicemen and Tyler McVeigh as the boss. This is John Wald inviting you to a barbecue tomorrow night at 79 West Vista, the home of Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Hearing Time brings you the Senate Committee hearing tonight on the NBC Radio Network.